Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. Thank you for your support and please stand up for the Dharma. I'm sure you've heard the cliche, Hindus worship 33 million gods. Now you can have a little bit of serious fun with this one. When, for example, Christians accuse Hindus of worshipping 33 million gods, one could say, no, 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 33 million in one. For they completely misunderstand that thoughtful Hindus understand there is an inner essence, a pure existence, a pure consciousness, sat, a pure energy, sound energy, light energy, chid, and heat energy, which becomes the human emotion of ananda or bliss or love, the inner essence of all sentient beings, this pure love, light, and energy, which can obviously be used in a positive or a negative way. And obviously this inner essence permeates everything. So thoughtful Hindus really worship everything. And importantly, when we look at the word worship, it means to respect and to revere. And the word respect has a twofold meaning. It not only means what we should embrace, but also what we should avoid. For example, we embrace the sun. We feel its rays. It grows our crops. But we also respect the power of the sun and know when to stay away from it. So in saying we worship everything, it's not a denial of that which is wrong or outright evil. It's the respect of what to stay away from, what to avoid, what to confront. So truly Hindus understand this inner essence that flows through all things, so therefore there will be infinite expressions of this inner pure existence and pure consciousness and pure energy which can neither be created nor destroyed. However, when the cliché is made, Hindus believe in 33 million gods, another more wise retort is to simply say we don't believe in God or gods at all. That's an Anglo-Saxon Christian term. Referring to a one male creator being when it's capital G. And the little g is kind of a way of, without really realizing the insult, that all the other spirit beings in the other religions are less than. Demigods, if you will. Ironically, many Hindus are so thirsty for acceptance that they will often bend over backwards to capitulate when this cliche is uttered. Oh, no, no, no. We Hindus believe in one God, too. Do we? No. However, there are fundamentalist Hindus. There are those who are very negatively sectarian that believe that their one deity is the God, capital G-O-D, from which everything else comes. You can find this across the board because human nature is what it is. There are young souls and old souls. There are sectarian extremists in Saivism that believe Shiva is God, and they use the word God. More popular, however, are the Vaishnavas, and especially the Hare Krishnas, who are adamantly sure that 
They believe in the one true God, Vishnu Krishna, and Krishna actually, from which come all things. Hmm? Now we've done many subsequent podcasts concerning the misuse of God by Hindus. What is your concept of God, for example? And again, this is a term that Hindus really should not be using. So what was really meant by the 33 million so-called gods? Well, actually, among others, Max Mueller translated many of the Hindu scriptures, including the Vedas. And a lot of these people were obviously interested in Hinduism and had some great praise for it, but underlying it, I think, were the motives of trying to convert all the Hindus back to Christianity. So, again, Max Mueller, even though he studied Sanskrit and translated many of the Sanskrit Hindu works into English, his Sanskrit was not actually perfect. He did not understand some of the intense meanings of the words, and so when he saw the words triastmi koti, he thought this meant 33 million. And koti sometimes can mean a million, but more appropriately, it's used as supreme types or, or things, attributes of life. Typically, the word core is used for million. So when he saw 33 koti, he thought it was 33 million, when actually it was only 33 types. However, remember that Hindus do see this divinity flowing through all things, both in a positive and a negative way, hence we have the devas and the asuras. So in the Vedas we have Illa and Mahi and Saraswati and Indra, many, many deities. So in these 33 types, this is something that all of us can relate to. Because this is the essence of Hinduism, recognizing the divinity within us and we're expressing it specifically in the Sanskrit Hindu language. In Tamil also, we have to give obeisance to all the Indian languages. Anci equally ancient Tamil language. Vanakam. So the 33 types, very profound. The eight vasus, which means to abide, abiding things. Things that we are, surround, are surrounding us. Things that we abide in. The eight vasus. The twelve adityas solar deities, the 11 rudras, which makes 31, and then the ashvins, 32 and 33. So, the 33 kotis, or supreme types, which we can all relate to. The eight vasus, earth, water, fire, air, ether. Bhumi, Udaka, Agni, Vayu, Akasha, Moon, Sun, Stars, Chandra, Surya, Tara. And each one of these is worthy of some deep contemplation. What does it mean to be earthy, to be grounded? What does it mean to protect the earth? Bhumi Mata. Actually, the first word for what we call Hinduism today is Ritta, Ritvijam, victory to Mother Nature. Bhumimata, the order, Ritta. Water, the water element. Look how much of our body is constituted of water. Do we drink plenty of water, keep hydrated? Do we protect water? 
Keep water clean. Don't pollute the waters and the streams. Fire. Without fire, there is no life. Surya, the fire of the Atmana that's within the physical body, which is what's keeping it alive. In Hindus' daily light, their diyas, do their Agnihotras, their fire ceremonies, just as relevant thousands and thousands of years ago as it is today. Air, pranayama, breathing, protecting the air, beautiful sense in the air, our agarbhati. Ether, the inner silence, the outer atmosphere, contemplating what's beyond and beyond and beyond, beyond the elements. Earth, water, fire, air, ether. And obviously, we're only existing on this planet Earth because of this perfect alignment of Earth and Moon and Sun. So we worship the Sun and the Moon. Surya and Chandra. And Surya became associated, obviously, with Vishnu, Hari, and Chandra with Shiva, Hara. And thoughtful Hindus always remember Harihara Eka Rupa Guna Shila, seeing Hara and Hari, or Shiva and Vishnu, as brothers. Respect the Sampradayas, but let's not be extreme negative sectarianists. And remember the very meaning of being an Hindu Hindu. And it doesn't matter if we say Hindu or Hindu, it's the same. So it's essentially not a foreign word, whatever other people choose to call us, it's up to them. But that's the original homeland, the Indus River Valley. And Hindu is a most profound Sanskrit word. Of course it means moon, Chandra. But it also means Sarid and Bindu and Soma. This is actually defining what it is to be an Hindu. Hindu. Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma. Actually we're seeing in there the moon, Chandra, and all the matas, the river of Shakti, Sarid. And the bindu is the red dot, Surya, the sun. And Soma is the inner nectar of Ananda. What a complete word for what it is to be a Hindu. Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma. Moon, river, drop, nectar. And imagine sitting in the Indus River Valley, thousands upon thousands of years ago, on a moonlit night, gazing at the moon, looking down into the river, seeing the reflection, now understanding the Maya of life, closing the eyes and seeing the moon glow at the third eye point, feeling the river of spirituality flowing through the Kundalini, the Shakti energy, Sarid. And then we take a little bit of red earth and put it between the eyes to remind us to look here. Surya. And then at daybreak, we open the eyes, we see the sun, quickly close our eyes, see it again. And then we feel the inner bliss, the ananda, the soma. Ah, what a beautiful word. Hindu, Hindu, Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma. And Hindu, Hindu is a cosmic word. There is a constellation, Indus. And the Indus River Valley and the Hindus who created what we know today as Hinduism or Hinduism. And remember, whether we use the H or not, it doesn't really change the meaning at all. In the Vedas we read, 
Hindu or Hindu, Samudra, Idiyarti Vayubhir. The Rishis were talking to each other. Hindu, Hindu, with the support of the breath, grab a hold of the cosmic ocean within. Hindu Samudra Idiyarti Vayubhir. And remember our first written word was Ritta, Mother Nature. Ritvijam, victory to Bhumimata, Earth Mother. Then we have Dharma, and by extension Vedic Dharma, Yoga Dharma, and then later Sanatan Dharma, and then later Hinduism, Brahmanism, the Hindu religion. These are all synonyms for what is most popularly known as Hindu. And remember, Prakriti and Purusha, we are very earthbound people who worship Bhume Mata, Mother Nature, but also cosmic bound. Both. One foot down, one foot up. Be in harmony with Bhumi Mata and then seek the cosmic ocean within and without. So we have the eight Vasus, the elements, and the sun, the moon, the stars, Bhumi, Udaka, Agni, Vayu, Akasha, Chandra, Surya, Tara. And then we have the eleven Rudras. Now in the eleven Rudras we see many, many different understanding of the eleven Rudras. Associated, obviously, with Shiva, Rudra, as power. And there are many different names used here for the eleven Rudras. And there's even an understanding of the eleven Rudras as the breath itself, which seems to be a later understanding and used most oftenly by Vaishnavas and, by extension, many of those in today's so-called yoga movement. So with that understanding, let's look at the 11 Rudras and associate these with our life experience. Ananda, bliss. It's legitimate to seek for a blissful life, but how we do it is another question. Ananda, bliss. Viana, knowledge. Proper knowledge. Because we can have astute knowledge of criminal activity. Viana, hmm? we want soulful knowledge, good ethical knowledge to get through this material world. Mana, the mind itself, which can be our best friend and our worst enemy. It's our computer. Remember, garbage in, garbage out, what we put in. Prana, the breath. Taking care of the breath. And the energies themselves. Watch speech. As Jordan Peterson says, be precise in your speech. And truly all who speak Sanskrit understand that it is a perfectly precise language. Very few of us actually speak the classic Sanskrit, so we have to be forgiven for our mispronunciations. But at least we keep the spirit of trying to understand the words that we say, and keeping them connected to a reality. 
So, for example, the Sanskrit Hindu word yoga is not an exercise routine that just anybody can create and do with whatever they choose. No, yoga yujatman brahman cha, to yoke to our atmana and brahman, terms in Sanskrit that also need to be explained. And remember the great Rishi Kalidasa, who elevated himself to that status through his hard work, said, Vagartha vihiva sampritta, words and their meanings are ever united like a marriage, but in today's divorce culture, sadly, almost anything goes. And the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, too, we enter into delusion, vikalpa. When we take word knowledge, sabdayana, devoid sunyo of facts, vastu. Sabdayana nupati vastu sunyo vikalpaha. So we have ananda, viana, mana, prana, vach. And then we have the five faces of Shiva, which stands for. Creation, Sadyojata, the beauty of preservation, Vamadeva, destruction, Agura, the revealing deity, the Ishta, Isana, the concealing, Tatpurusha, that which conceals our Atmana, Lopakrodakama, greed, anger, lust. And number 11 is the Atmana. So we can relate to all 11 of these. We can relate to bliss and knowledge and the mind thoughts, breath, speech, creation, preservation, destruction, revealing grace, concealing grace, which is beautifully depicted in the image of Nataraja, and who we are, Tattvamasi, Atmana, Ananda, Viana, Mana, Prana, Vach, Sadyojata, Vamadeva, Agura, Isana, Tatpurusha, Atmana the eleven Rudras. And finally we come to the twelve Adityas, the twelve aspects of the sun. It's not a coincidence that we have twelve months out of the year. And actually, in the Hatha Yoga Asana, and remember, true Hatha Yoga are Hindu devotional postures taught by Hindus who are ready for it. Remember, of all the classic Hindu yogas, Hatha Yoga is the one that is supposed to be most secret. Obviously, why? Because of what's happened today. Total distortion of our sacred Hindu Hatha Yogas. So in Surya Namaskar, it's paying obeisance to these 12 aspects of the sun. Mitraya Maha, Maha, Surya Maha, Panavera Maha, Kagaya Maha, Pushnaya Maha, Hiranyagarbha Namaha, Manichaya Namaha, Savitreya Namaha, Arkaya Namaha, Adityaya Namaha, Paskaraya Namaha. And we can relate to their meanings. Mitraya Namaha, the friend. Looking at the sun as a friend. And then contemplating what it is to be a friend, a true friend. For all Hindus, Ganesha is our first friend. We maintain a close tie with our Hindu deities, perhaps through actual realizations, visions, or equally valid the symbolism that they represent, the artwork which elevates one's consciousness. Mitraya Maha, the friend, be a friend. 
Radhayeramaha, the absorption quality of heat of the sun, capillary action, which makes our diyas shine. And absorption, what do we take in? What do we consciously take in? What do we subconsciously take in through osmosis from others, from our associations? Remember the proverb, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. What are we absorbing? Radhayeramaha. Suryenamaha, inducing activity. That's what the sun does. Sun shines bright. Everybody starts moving, working. Cloudy days, a little more introspective, introverted perhaps. Inducing activity. We're all active. We're all bound to do something. We're all bound in order to act to grow. And we're bound to act to grow. B-A-G. What's your bag, so to speak? What activities are we into? Are they healthy and wholesome? Or are they nefarious and destructive? Suryedamaha. Banavedamaha. Give light, obviously. We want to give light to others. We always end our satsangs with sending out this love, light, and energy that is the Atmana to others, wishing them auspiciousness and peace and fullness and tranquility. Sarve bhavantu sukinaha. Sarve santu niramayaha, sarve badhane pashyantu makashtiduka bhagvate. And praying for those who are sick and suffering. Kakayanamaha. Beautiful understanding. That which seems to move in the sky. For does not the sun seem to move? This is the power of Maya. Sure looks like it's moving, but it's not. We're the ones moving. It seems to move. Setting up the mindset to try to see through the delusions of life, which can overwhelm us at any stage. The nourishing quality of the sun. No sun, no life. What nourishment are we taking in? Hence the wisdom of ana, food, huh? and respiration, ana. Many foods of life, physical food, mental food, emotional food, soul food, atmana, ana. That's why we say grace, anapurane, sarapurane, full of food, full of truth, nourishment, pushne, hiranya garba, that which contains all wealth, which is also the heart, hiranya garba, which contains the atmana. The Garbhagraha that contains the Murtis. All wealth comes from soul realization. Material wealth is important, but it's transitory. The ultimate wealth is Atmadarshana, Paramodharma, Hiranyagarbha. Marichaye Maha, send out again your rays. Marichi was a great Rishi also. We have a Hatha Yoga Asana too, Marichi, Maricha Asana. Send out your rays. In order to do that, we must first be a student. In the so-called yoga industry today, everybody wants to instantly become a yoga teacher. <laughs> 200 hours. That's absolutely nothing. We want to first be a sincere student for decades upon decades before we ever attempt to teach others. For if we do, we'll make huge mistakes. Send out rays, Maricha Yedamaha. Remember, he was a rishi. Savitre Maha, fit to be worshipped. Remember, we understand what it is to worship everything. Know what to embrace and know what to avoid. Arkaya Maha, the reproducer. 
is the sun that helps the crops reproduce. We too reproduce in many ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. What are we creating? What are we involved in in the material world? Are we reproducing goodness? Helpful products? Rityayanamaha, son of the Diti. Hindus recognize that it is the Mata that gives birth. Hence in the Vedas, Aditi is the original mother representing creation itself. That's why we worship Bhumi Mata, Ritta, Rittvijam. She's the one that gives birth. Adityaya Namaha, son of Aditi, Bhaskaraya Namaha. Finally, the cause of luster. We must ask ourselves, what is the cause of my luster? Is it simply because I take care of my physical body? I wear the right clothes, wear the right makeup. Is that the luster I'm looking for? Is it because I have a stunning intellect? Is that the luster I'm ultimately looking for? High emotional achievement in the arts, culture, music, dance. Is that the ultimate luster I'm looking for? All these things are fine in their place, but we know that they're only temporary. The body's going to go. The mind too. The emotions. The ultimate Bhaskaraya Namaha, cause of luster, must be the realization of the Atmana, which is pure love, light, and energy. That's our ultimate luster. So we have our eight Vasus, our eleven Rudras, our twelve Adityas, making thirty-one. And finally, the Ashvin twins, 32 and 33, the twin physicians in the Vedas. The wisdom's always been here, right at the nose. The twin physicians are both the in-breath and the out-breath and the two nostrils. Breath is life. That's our first and last food, hence ana, respiration. Breath food Breathe in, breathe out. The simplicity of the breath. Know what to hold on to. Know what to expel, let go of. Live a balanced life. Go in and go out. And then in our science of pranayama, when we do alternate nostril breathing, we're going even deeper, harmonizing our masculine and feminine natures. Hence, in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we worship both Shiva Shakti, Vishnu Devi, Sitara, Radha Krishna. This is the male and female nature that's also within all of us as we become a complete being, realizing both natures within us are Dinarashvara, half man, half woman. This is the science of neurology, the right and left brain the Idda and the Pingala, respectively. As we assume both the positive male and female qualities, trying to rid ourselves of the negative male and female qualities, no matter what body we've been born into. So we breathe in, in this beautiful diagonal flow, from the right side of our body to our left brain, from the left side of our body to our right brain, and this is the diagonal flow of life. When you take your morning walk, 
it's a cadence of one, two, three, four. As your left foot goes forward, your right arm goes forward, and vice versa, in this beautiful diagonal flow, which stimulates the inner energy, stimulates this harmonization of the left and right brain, which is what we're seeking. So that we're not off balance, that we're not all stuck in the left or the right brain, and certainly not in the negative aspects of them. Positive left brain, masculine qualities, which we should all strive for, no matter what our gender, analytical, logical, rational, thinking area. And let go of the negative male, hardness, crudeness, meanness, intolerance, which can afflict any of us, male or female. And pull in the positive female quality, soft, intuitive, gentle, creative, nature. And exhale the negative female qualities, cold, indifferent, erratic, emotional highs and lows, depression, anxiety. Something that many men suffer from as well. So achieving this harmonious balance, the Ashvin twins, the physician is inside. Remember the cliche, physician heal thyself. Focus on the wisdom of the breath, it's always been there. So it's keeping us alive, in-breath, out-breath. Take your daily walk, especially early in the morning when the air is more fresh. Very conducive to go by yourself. Get into this diagonal flow. Walk, breathe. Helps to stimulate the guru that's inside, the inner wisdom. It comes from the Atmana. And we generally walk to a four-count Cadence, the wisdom of marching in the military. One, two, three, four. Your left, right, left, right. Ek, do, teen, cha. Ekum, dvi, tri, chator. One, two, three, four. Personally, since my Ishtadevata is Shiva, Ganapati Murga Shiva Shakti, I like to breathe to a four count of Shivaya Nama in, Nama Shivaya out. Shivaya Nama, Nama Shivaya, Shivaya Nama, Nama Shivaya, Shivaya Nama, Nama Shivaya. Or if you're Ishta Devata, Ram Ram Sita Ram, Ram Ram Sita Ram, Ram Ram Hanuman, Ram Ram Hanuman. Or the Matajis. Kali Durga Parvati Mahalakshmi Saraswati Kali Durga Parvati Mahalakshmi Saraswati Or you can just keep silent and feel the breath in a four count. Health is wealth, physical, mental, emotional, soulful. Many would love to be a millionaire, and even in today's world, a billionaire. But how about if we seek for the Hiranyagarbha, that which contains all wealth, the Atmana, taking care of our physical existence, our material existence, the one foot down, symbolized by Ganesha, one foot down. But keep the other foot tucked up into the spirit, this is a good balance as we go through our life. Respecting both the outer and the inner. This is what it means to 
worship 33 million, 33 billion, 33 trillion unlimited understanding of the manifest nature of creation to be respected, to be enjoyed. And ultimately going into the absolute no-thing-ness, the nirvartate, the kaivalya, the liberation of the absolute where we go beyond the body and the mind and the emotions. Hence the term atmana for our soul, if you will, that which is not the mind. It's pure consciousness, pure existence, pure energy, sound energy, heat energy, light energy. And then all the subsequent nam and rup, the name and form of creation, as we simply breathe out and breathe in. Om Sarvesham Svastir Bhavatu, Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu, Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu, Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu, Sarve Bhavantu Sukinaha, Sarve Santu Niramayaha, Sarve Bhatrane Pashyantu, Makashti Dhukha Bhagbhave, Om Asatoma Sad Gamaya, Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya, Brityorma, Amritam Gamaya, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.